Hi, my name is Trudy Rosquay and I am the founder of Vitality 40+. I am not only a master personal trainer specialising in women's and children's physical health, but also a menopause ambassador who is passionate about spreading the word and breaking all those mystical taboos over the M word. I have created a series of podcasts with a variety of guests, not only on women's health issues, but subjects that relate to men's health and well-being also, unlocking all the answers to questions that you may have wanted to ask, but unsure as to where to get the information. Hi, and welcome to another podcast with Vitality 40 Plus. Uh, Today's special guest is a lady called Raywin at Companies Wellworks. Uh, now, again, another connection through LinkedIn. I'm always getting attracted to these people you see that have the same ethos as I do. It's all to do with functional living. Um, Raywin is a functional health coach. Well, she is now. She spent 22 years in London and has now moved to the US. And we were just laughing about her US accent. She thinks she doesn't have one, but I'll leave that to you to decide. So welcome, Raywin. Thank you, Trudy. Such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Your story as to how you've got to leaving the corporate world into functional medicine is just amazing. So I'm just going to pass it over to you now to just give your little potted history. Oh, thank you. So for anyone who is in that space right now, who's on that corporate ham- hamster wheel, like I want to say to you, like what's possible? And I want this this um, interview to open your eyes up to what your life could be like, like in terms of the freedom that you could experience within your own body um, and your time freedom, geographical freedom. So I had my Damascus moment come to Jesus moment when uh, it was winter of 2016. I had broken my ankle. And I was trying to hobble into work in the middle of like, it's freezing, it's January, it's horrible, it's raining, trying to get into Canary Wharf. And um, my my partner at the time, he took a photo of me and he said, I want you to remember what you look like because I was so miserable. Um, it had taken me sort of like two hours to get out of bed. And the irony was that I was a corporate well-being manager at the time, right? (laughs) So um, I was this one-woman show at that point. I'd been running well-being for about five years at that point. And it all kind of went really, really wrong. Like in terms of being, you know, just I was just that person who could never say no. It meant that you kind of ended up burning out because you would never want to tell anyone no. And you always wanted to look like you were this high achiever, high performer, And there were so many people around me where the exact same thing was happening. And for me, it showed up as IBS, anxiety, panic, migraines, eczema, you name it. I had it. Uh, Unexplained infertility as well. Never was able to get pregnant back then. Um, I was in my mid thirties and it couldn't happen even though I tried. And, um, and then, like I said, the breaking of the ankle was one of the big turning points. And it was sort of like, okay, I need to change direction. And uh, very shortly after that, my grandmother passed away and I was extremely close to her. And those two events happening in such quick succession, they were sort of like this giant neon flashing sign for me. It was like, what are you doing with your life? You know, is it going to be about you hustling into work forever and feeling so stressed and so agitated and, you know, this pharmacy within your 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 purse? Because I had all these different pills that were basically keeping me afloat. I knew there was a better way. Right. And that's what I want to be able to impart to people today, that there is a better way, because the modern 
medical system, unfortunately, it is brilliant if you have broken a leg, if you need emergency medicine. But in terms of optimizing your lifestyle and really getting to know and personalizing medicine for you, it's not really good at that kind of thing. So what I do is to help people change their lifestyles. And that's what helped me because obviously I had lived myself into that situation with all these multiple seemingly disconnected symptoms so many women that I work with now they get dismissed by their medical professionals it's like well that's just normal or just accept it or just take the pill and be quiet and they just want to be you know just scurried out of the doctor's office and, and not really be given any attention so the way that I help people now is that I give them what I wasn't given because I know what I needed. And I know that's what my clients need as well. And usually they're so excited to find somebody who will listen to them that they, they don't stop talking about everything, like all the trauma, all the things that have occurred, the, you know, the ex-husband, the ex-boyfriend, the ex-whatever, it all comes, the children giving them a hard time, the numerous bosses, the childhood trauma, all the things come out in our sessions. And you realize that most of these people with all these physical symptoms have had a ton of psycho-emotional things that have happened to them so and in my case it was no different like all of my stuff kicked off right in the middle of me getting divorced in 2010 so things got really really hectic for me at that point and my health really took a nosedive and you know I was seeing therapists and counselors and that kind of thing but not realizing that because I kept thinking that I could think my way out of this situation that I could you know meditate out of it gratitude journal out of it and do all of those great things. I'm not discounting them. And they are a part of the work that I do now. Absolutely. Because, you know, we are multifaceted organisms and we need, we need to be supported in all those areas. But my food, the things that I wasn't giving myself nutritionally, that was, I was so depleted because I'd been eating vegetarian, um, living on low fat yogurts and skinny blueberry muffins and doing all the things that you know, magazines and maybe the mainstream media has told you are healthy, like go low fat, um, avoid meat and realize, not realizing like what it's doing to my cells. Like my cells were suffering. Um, they were depleted. They were drained. They were lacking in energy and fuel. And um, so now I try to really educate people on what they need to do nutritionally to, to sort themselves out so that they don't burn out and that if they have what they can do to get back on track. I mean, that's, you know, I, I have heard this story, but, you know, it, when I hear it again, you just hear different aspects of it. And, you're, you know, what you said is probably what so many, I mean, I've spent 20 odd years in the corporate sector as well in different organisations. And, and latterly, I've come in contractually. So I kind of can see from the outside in rather than being on the inside out. So, mm -hmm. of course, with only with also with my health experience, you can see where things are going wrong and you can see um, symptoms, symptomatic exactly of what you're saying of this burnout and, and burnout sort of the new buzzword at the moment. So yeah. it's kind of but it is this exhaustion and maybe because we're all more media focused on what we should be doing. I'm going to go back on a couple of things there because sure. I think I think the things that you, you rightly say and. I still struggle with myself. So this is somebody who I am not a registered nutritionist. I obviously know quite a bit about nutrition, but not that. I've also been on one of your your um, conference calls or your calls, and I, I really understand this. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're on the master class on I minerals and metabolism. You've got yeah. me. You've got me. I'm on there. Tell me a little bit more about the concept of, you know, functional health medicine and how how the food why, why is our stomach so connected to our brain? I'm not asking for a, me <laughs> a medical thing on this, but the pathways. So everyone's always thought that um, 
that the brain controls the gut, but there is a second brain and it's within the gut. It's called the enteric nervous system. And there are all these, all your, most of your serotonin is actually produced in your gut. Most of your, so these are neurotransmitters, the things that we all thought initially were produced all in the brain, but they're coming from your gut. And guess what they're made of? They're made of protein, right? And protein, where do you get protein from? From food, right? So people who are unfortunately vegans or vegetarians, they tend to be quite low in protein. And they tend to be people who are a little bit more anxious. Um, and I'm not saying this is, and by the way, just as a caveat, like this is not everyone because there is something called bio-individuality. Some people will do really well on vegan vegetarian diets and some people won't. In my case, I was one of those who didn't do very well on it. In terms of the gut-brain connection, right, you've got 50% of your GABA, which is your relaxation neurotransmitter, 90% um, of your serotonin, um, your your epinephrine, like all the, adren all the adrenals and all the thyroid hormone is is converted in the gut as well and all these hormones are made from protein so that's why it's so important to understand that what you eat basically what you put in is what you're going to get out so if you are depleted in certain nutrients that means that your behavior and your experience of life is going to reflect that one of the things that uh from a menopause position not keep on saying i'm not going to mention that um but <laughs> Happens is that um, our serotonin, our our serotonin levels deplete, which then decreases dopamine, which is our feel good mm -hmm. hormone. So that's mm -hmm. why a lot of women, you know, want to drink. Or, that's why we like yeah, all these all absolutely. these behaviors and being approved of on social media. So it's like that reward, and it keeps feeding it. And there, and those are short hits. And what happens with dopamine as well? Like, so so this is a really great. I actually have an entire talk on this, um, on resilience and dopamine and how. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah how the phones are impacting the way that we produce dopamine and we're actually burning out because we're constantly on the phones and constantly being hit up with notifications and it's sort of bombarding us and draining us. So one of the things I like people to do because there are healthy ways to create dopamine that's sustainable. But the way that we're doing it right now, where it's like this constant, like it's like a roller coaster, it's like a hit, and then you have a crash, and then you have a hit, and then a crash, and a hit, and a crash. And it's happening over and over. And it ends up, we end up feeling extremely tired and exhausted. And I've learned now to quarantine time because boundaries are so important when it comes to preventing burnout. And when I say burnout, not just that psychological, but that physiological, that stress on your adrenal glands. It's so important for us to quarantine this time because you just said it, you know, the dopamine, that's a physical reaction that's happening, right? But it's our behavior that's encouraging it, right? So our behavior has to be modified in order to alter it, in order to make it better or to make it worse. So if you want to, you know, not have tons of exposure to dopamine or, you know, to be that, have that sort of drain that's happening from being on devices all the time, and you want to stay resilient, there are easy, sustainable ways to increase dopamine. One of them is obviously to have a dopamine detox. So, and then doing things like cold showers, oh, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cold showers are really, really great for that walks in nature. So back to the dopamine like detox, that. like literally leaving the phone at home. For me, I keep the phone in another room. So I don't want it in my bedroom. Um, I have notifications switched off. So I know that there are only certain times that I'm going to be checking my phone. Okay. So like first I thing in the that, morning. Yeah, I do you know I am absolutely horrendous for that. I mean, I've mm -hmm. taken off Facebook notifications. I take that I took that off years ago, because that to me is what I call irrelevant. Right. It's just noise. It's just noise. That, that really is. With that, with that interference, 
is that got a link on with the gut? I mean, you know, we're talking yeah. about dopamine suppression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So like I was saying, like 50% of it is produced in the GI tract, yeah. right? Um, so it's really important. That's half of it. And just for people to understand as well, like your gut weighs about three pounds, three to five pounds. And like you've got like over a hundred trillion, it's going to sound so crazy, a hundred yeah. trillion um, bacteria in there. And your 57% of that is non-human DNA. So I like to describe them like that. We have like your, your friendly families of bacteria, the things that help you break your food down, help you digest it, assimilate it, absorb it. And then you sometimes have these opportunistic types that show up. Like, so let's say you've been traveling, you've gone to Thailand or wherever. Um, like me, my, my whole situation began, obviously I grew up in the tropics and I had a lot of stuff to deal yeah. with as a result yeah. of that, you yeah. know? Um, so parasites, I hate, you know, some people get really squeamish when I talk about these things, but I just want to let people know, like, we all have parasites, like we've got all these sorts of things living within our internal ecosystem, parasites, viruses, fungus, yeast, they all live inside of us. Um, we're exposed to them. We've been exposed to them from time immemorial, and we've learned to coexist with them. And some of them are actually really good for us. So like I said, like the friendly bacteria, they help us actually break our food down. And usually when someone experiences like, you know, um, let's say a stomach bug or sickness, they've been exposed to a non-friendly, like, you know, like a helicobacter or a campylobacter, something you yeah. get from poultry or whatever. Or, you know, you go traveling and you swim in lake water, you drink well water. And I, you probably don't even know this. There's um, the cat, people who have cats, they, they're probably going to freak out when I say this as well. But um, T. gondii is, um, is a parasite that lives in felines. And when humans are exposed to it, they, there's an increase in suicidal tendencies. So mental health and parasites are very closely linked and gut bacteria is part of that. So you were asking like, what does the gut have to do with the brain? I'm like, everything, everything. And like our exposure to yeah. um to parasites to bacteria to fungus people who live in mold you know and, and can't detoxify from mold very yeah. well tend to be extremely foggy so the body systems are all connected and you know if you wanted to know well what's the difference between functional medicine and western medicine it is that is that we're not looking at this reductionist okay your stomach is is broken we're only going to treat your stomach we're going to ask questions like well what kind of house are you living in what's the air you're breathing what is in your teeth do you have amalgams do you are you eating a lot of tuna fish out of cans do you have a lot of mercury aluminum you al aluminum we're in England <laughs> yeah. aluminum <laughs> aluminum exposure like we ask all these questions because we want to know what what's contributing to you feeling so unwell because you might show up with anxiety and I might show up with anxiety and the reasons behind them are totally different. Like mine could be genetic and it actually is like I've, I've done lab tests to show that I have a genetic predisposition for anxiety. I have some genes for that and ADD or ADHD. And then yours might be situational. You might be going through a really crappy time at work. You might be distracted as hell on your phone and you have like cultural ADHD and, and you know, that, oh, that holding of your breath can make you very, very stressed and make you very, very anxious because holding your breath when we, we hold our breaths when we're on our phones, when we're scrolling and we don't realize like that holding of the breath. Yeah. There's yeah. check it out the next time you're doing oh it. My Look and see I'm what happens the next time. I'm going to be yeah. never, but I've remember never to breathe ever. because when we're scrolling, we don't breathe properly. We're taking very short, sharp, shallow breaths. All of it's connected. And I think that's my job is to help bring awareness to what are the behaviors that you're regularly engaging in that are, that's leading to, you know, 
your stress, your anxiety, your pain levels, your headaches, your what, you know, whatever, your poor digestion. Because if you're not breathing properly, you don't digest properly. And if you're not digesting properly, you're more likely to be bloated, uncomfortable. Maybe you don't go very often. A lot of women with hormonal problems do not go to the bathroom every day. And we're really meant to be going at least two times a day. And no one knows that. And when I start asking, I start asking those kinds of questions at the start. And they're like, well, what does that have to do with anything? I was like, well, if you don't eliminate, if you're not eliminating on a regular basis and two times a day is a good sign, that means that your thyroid's working properly because the not eliminating well is a sign that the thyroid's slow and it's sluggish, right? And then if the thyroid is slow and thyroid is, it's controlling certain hormones. And then if one one pillar, one leg in your your stool of your hormones, because let's think of your hormones as like the, the, the legs of a stool, right? So you've got your thyroid hormones, your metabolic hormones like insulin, you've got your sex hormones, um, so estrogen, estrogen, sorry, in England again, estrogen, <laughs> testosterone, um, progesterone. Um, so you've got you've got the sex hormones, the thyroid hormones, the metabolic hormones. Um, yeah, so insulin, leptin, ghrelin. Uh, what are the other things that we need to think about? There's one more. Mis- oh, your stress hormones, adrenals, right? Yes, cortisol. cortisol. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. So yeah, so those are your four the four legs of this this hormonal stool. And if you think about a stool, if one of the legs is knocked over, and what's going to happen to the rest of the stool? It's all going to fall over, right? But when you go to your traditional doctor, they're like, oh, your thyroid's not working, and they only work on your thyroid. And you're like, well, what about everything else? And why is the thyroid not working? Because there are all these things that can contribute to the thyroid not working. And I work a lot with women with Hashimoto's as well and um, and endometriosis and PCOS. So like the whole kind of gamut or spectrum of, of hormonal imbalances. Like, yes, the gut's really important, um, but the liver, the gallbladder, the kidneys, those are all really important things too. And what are the things in the environment that are contributing to them not to them being blocked because that's basically what it is it's being it's and you know if you want to go down the road of energy stuck energy right it's energy that's trapped absolutely i mean i'm I'm listening to this thinking as i self-analyze probably through every podcast i'm surprised i'm actually still here really but i i think i think (laughs) oh seriously i'm like hmm this is very interesting isn't it from somebody who suffers with an underactive thyroid who's had ulcerative colitis who's Mm -hmm. also been had a through years of have, going into Harley Street through being told I was being on, um, you know, had a health condition, eating condition many mm. years ago, actually then through functional health, actually was diagnosed with parasites from my honeymoon, actually, at the time. <gasps> um, so um, from the Maldives, and that had led into all kinds of things. So it's quite interesting that, you know, in various parts of my life, I've seen the concept of functional medicine work but then you go back don't you go back into what we all know and one of my other podcasts that I did not so long ago is and and I wouldn't say I'm not going to say it's new I'm going to say innovative treat for cancer and about immunology and mm-hmm. it's kind of taking everything and throwing it on its head and about you know fighting cells fighting dendritic cells with your own cells yeah and I know that we're on a very limited time it's going to be a short podcast for me uh, <laughs> listeners. Um, but I think we were being bringing Raywin back because there is so much for us to investigate here um, because for me the the brain gut connection I think is so huge mm. and there's so much that I want to ask you so I'm actually 
I'm going to touch on words like probiotics, prebiotics, you know, what do antibiotics do to our stomach lining? Don't answer that one. Um, <laughs> there is so much here that I really want to investigate further with you. And as I say, um, sorry, listeners, because we are on a tight time today, but I'm going to um, ask Freya just before we go, because honestly, you will be back. We are putting another one in the diary. Part two. Part, Part two. two. Absolutely. Just out of today, I want people to go away and think about their lifestyles and this against versus gut and and how could functional medicine kind of is this how do how do we do it how do we look how do we get hold of you or how do we find a functional medicine to help us yeah okay well i'm going to give you five things actually oh, so great. Um, yeah so five things so like it's that. called dress diet rest exercise stress reduction and selective supplementation so that's the framework that i work within when i work with someone and the first thing that we always start off doing is investigative work because we do not just recommend anything willy-nilly um it has got to be specific to the person and you've, you've already heard that there's yeah a very detailed so a lot of introspection a lot of self-monitoring i get people to keep food journals take pictures of everything that they're eating so they can start to assess like is this actually draining me or is this food giving me energy or is it taking it away from me is it making me need to have a nap after i eat it within the first couple of hours so there's a lot of like self-monitoring so that's something that you could start doing straight away get a journal start taking pictures of your food and then noticing how you feel within a couple of hours. That's one thing. Then in terms of rest, are you getting to bed at a, a sensible time? And some people have got this um, idea that they need eight hours of sleep and it doesn't matter when those eight hours occur. Your eight hours, when it occurs, is very important because we have circadian rhythms and there are certain things that happen at certain times during those circadian rhythms and that's universal. So that means everybody needs to be getting into bed at a sensible time. And when I say sensible, sort of like 10.30 because a lot of things happen between that 10 p.m 2 a.m window that helps us reset our metabolism our hormones our immunity our mood and it's really important for us to to pay attention to that so making sure rest is a priority um exercise moving sweating really important now if you're burnt out i get that that's not always possible in fact i do not recommend if you are burnt out to be going and doing marathons or sprinting or anything like that like do small things walks you know restorative yoga pilates whatever i have a trampoline like during covid and i was stuck indoors like i got this little trampoline it was like 70 quid on amazon delivered straight to your door you put it in your living room put it on the tv put on some tunes and you jump up and down for 10 minutes and you get your lymphatic system moving because you do not want stagnant lymph, right? You don't want your blood to be stagnant. It needs to be pumping. It needs to be moving. So stress reduction. Big one. Identifying your stressors. So not just your psychological stress. Because like, everyone thinks stress is only about psychological, but there are things that might be impacting your body that will make you feel stress. That will make your body feel stress. So like I was saying, chemicals in your food. Um chemicals in your toiletries, you know, some of your personal care products, like, you know, there might be fake fragrances in there that and that's, it's called an endocrine disruptor. So it will disrupt your hormonal system. So all those wonderful perfumes and, and deodorants, and you think that smell really good, or shampoos, those things can be quite toxic and can have a really detrimental effect on your hormones. And then the final one, supplementing, um, everybody needs vitamin C, uh, we need it more than ever right now because of all these bugs and things that are floating around. We do not make it ourselves. You have to get it from food or from supplements. And to be honest, you can't get enough of it from food. You have to supplement with it. So getting a good quality liposomal vitamin C or something from camu camu berry, which is like a natural version. It's like a plant that's got a high dose of it. Um, goji berries, camu camu berries. Those have got really high, high uh, quantities of vitamin C. So 
vitamin C, probably the one thing and omegas for your brain and for healing inflammation in your gut. Um, there's so, so much more, but those would be the two things that everyone could benefit from. I'm actually going to be doing a masterclass in about two weeks from right now. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about all of this in much more detail. If you want to I'm come on there, you're, okay. you're coming. I'm yeah, there. definitely. No, it's brilliant. Rowan. We will definitely, definitely uh, reconvene at a convenient time because um, I've written some notes here and I've written some little footnotes of things to pick up on. Um, Wonderful. So I'm absolutely loving it. So thank you very much, Raymond, for joining us. Brilliant, brilliant. So thank you. Oh, thank you. It was such a pleasure. I hope that everybody benefited from it. And we will catch up very, very soon. Thank you, guys. For more information on the topic that you've just listened to, please visit my website www.vitality40plus.com. Thanks for listening.